Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Katie. Hey, Brittany. So today, I think, is a really fun episode. Not that they aren't all fun and delightful, obviously, <laughs> but I think this one's fun. I want to talk about some some activities you can do as a family without spending a lot of money because I know I grew up in a very big family with a lot of kids, and when you have a lot of kids, you know, it's it's important to do things together, but things are so expensive. But at the end of the day, you know, we talk a lot about communities and and strengthening communities and the strongest and the smallest community and arguably the most important community you have is your family. And so it's really important to keep your relationship strong and, and to build that camaraderie and that sense of community. And that involves doing things as a family right now and then. And lives are busy. We all have different activities and things we have to do. But that's why doing these activities, I think, is so important. Um, but I know, again, a lot of people have a lot of kids. If they don't have a lot of kids, life is expensive these days. <laughs> and Especially it was expen- now. Especially now. And so I thought it would be fun to give some ideas and share some things that we did with our family, whether it was me and, and my siblings and my parents or Katie with with her kids and her husband. Um, things you can do that that don't cost a ton of money. So I'll just um, I'll start and share a couple of mine. One of my favorite things we used to do every spring break, because um, I went to public school, so we had spring break off for like a whole school week. My dad would also take the week off, and Aww. we would, yeah, it was it was great. My dad was a. Uh, we talked a little bit, Katie, offline about like the fun parent. My dad was the fun parent. My <laughs> my, my mom was the fun parent. <laughs> my mom didn't want to like play. She was not the play based parent. My dad loved that. So what we would do is my brothers and I, we were all very theatrical. Uh, my older sister didn't do it as much with us, uh, but like I did. So we would write scripts. We'd write like a movie. Mm-hmm. And we would get so into it. We would rehearse it. And we'd figure out how we could do special effects on our huge video camera. And kids, when I tell you, <laughs> when I say video camera, I don't mean an iPhone. I mean a camera that was bigger than the laptop you have in your house today. Absolutely. You had to, yep. you had to put it on your shoulder. <laughs> like It was mm-hmm. a big camera. But we thought it was cool. And my dad would be our like our film. He would call like action and he would be like our, our filmmaker and zoom in and do all that stuff while we would do these movies that we spent a week writing. And th- those are some of those memories that even now as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking of and I, I'm looking back to them with so much, you know, love and, and treasuring those moments. And that costs us nothing. It costs us absolutely nothing. It really sparked our creativity because we had to come up with costumes. And I'll be honest, you know, I'm a comedian now. I like doing like sketch comedy. I do it now, right? I think that those little things then really stuck with me and, mm-hmm. and I do them now. So that was uh, the first one. And I can kick it to you, Katie. We can kind of go back and forth. Well, I love that one because that's what our kids did also. So we were a family of nine. We were on a very limited budget, especially when our kids were really little. Um, And so we realized really fast that we were going to have to make home time and family time the most wonderful thing in the world for our kids so that they wouldn't notice that we didn't go to Disney like the other families, (laughs) you know, like we, we really did consciously make that effort. So, um, I love that you said that because that is one of the kids, that's one of the things that our kids did also. Um, and I, I guess I can come up with a different one, but I do want to add that, yes, that was so fun for our kids. They would do the same thing. They, they, our daughter had a video camera and they would (laughs) record and she actually still has it. She is married and she is pregnant and she still has that same video camera. And, oh, and I love she'll that. Still, yeah, she'll still like show videos. Sometimes they actually 
um, it was so funny the other night, all of our, all the husbands and all our daughters were at the house. Maybe it was a holiday. I don't remember, but one of our daughters, our younger girls brought a, a boyfriend over and she was like, you guys, let's watch the, I'm trying to remember what it was called. The owl, the egg and the shoe. Is that, and, one of the, um, is that one of the movies? Yeah. And I guess they have it like, I guess my kids still have a YouTube channel where like all these old videos live. They were, they had visions of like fame, I think, as producers and actors. But oh, anyway, so, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so they, they were like, let's watch the owl, the egg and the shoe with this new boyfriend. And two of the husbands leaned over and were like, wait, you haven't seen the owl, the egg and the shoe? <laughs> I, was dying. I was like, wait, you guys have, your wives make you watch these movies that they made when they were like 10. Anyway, so those are now, I guess, multi-generational theatrical hits in our family. Their kids are going to see them. It's so cool to me that they had YouTube because I just tried to get all mine digitized and the quality was bad. They didn't all work because we didn't have that back then. So all these things were we're lost to time. Uh, if yeah. you want a minute to think of more, I have a ton I can I can shoot out. So let me know if you have another one you want to talk about, if you want a minute to think about it, either way. Yeah. So I, I will add another one. One of the things that we um, always did a lot of was sing together as a family. Um, my husband plays the guitar and so we sang a lot. Um, and oftentimes we would do the, the way that we got our kids through the, the classics um, for, you know, all of the reading that we wanted them to do was that we made a family reading time every night. Um, I would make tea and, you know, some kind of a little dessert. Sometimes it was just like dollar store cookies. Like it was never a big thing until one of our daughters became a baker. And so then she kind of took over and made really extravagant, great things. But we would have tea and everyone would settle in every night after dinner was cleaned up and I would read to them and we would read from the classics. And that's how we got through so many books. And um, and that created not only a family culture of learning is fun, but you know the kind of idea that we had talked about before of a book club in a different episode, it, we kind of had a family book club. And so the things that we were reading about would impact the things that the kids would play the next day or the things they'd have dreams about it and then they'd come tell us about it. So it was like we were having this shared family experience that cost us absolutely nothing. And then my husband would um, play guitar and sing with them as they were like getting ready for bed and sometimes before we'd send them up to bed. And so we really made a point to end our evenings together on a really high note of like communal living, like whatever it was, whether, you know, your family wants to read books that way or someone plays an instrument or, you know, a card game or something, but making sure that we closed every single night with us talking to each other, laughing together, spending time together really built very strong bonds that made our kids, I think, even as they got older, really content with home life and not always needing, you know, to go or to spend money on things or to have, you know, the newest thing because it just didn't really fit in very well to, you know, kind of how we built our family culture. No, I think that's great. I really like the idea of of, um, drinking tea and sitting and reading. It reminds me of like the um, Jane Austen era. Like that just feels like something they would have done, you know, <laughs> sit in the room and, and read the classics. I'm like, oh, that sounds lovely with a cup of tea. That just sounds wonderful. Now um, I will say we had a, we had six girls and only one boy who was the youngest. I don't know how that would have gone over if we had six boys. <laughs> it must have been a very <laughs> different situation. Yes, it probably would have. <laughs> um, so this actually, the idea is something I got from my work, not from um, growing up, but I really love it. And that is that 
we did this fun activity where it was optional. I actually haven't done it yet, but where you could write a user manual on yourself and pass it around to your team. And this was so great because I have a boss who is very different than me. And I always think that because he's not like loud and, and, you know, very bright, like I am that he hates me. I'm always like, oh, he hates me. And he doesn't. Right. But then he did this user manual and they pass it around or it's like just like a digital, not a real like manual, right? Just online or just, you know, whatever you want to use. And I'm reading it and he's like, oh, people think, you know, I'm cold. I'm not cold. This is like, basically it was like how to read him. What's his communication style? You know, how he responds to different situations. And it was so helpful. And so a lot of people in my organization have now done that. And I was thinking, I was like, because I have nine siblings and I was like, that would be great if we mm-hmm. each had a user manual. It would be yeah. so great if you could make like, you know, I could make like the Brittany, you know, Brittany user manual and say like, I don't respond well to this. Like if I act weird in this situation, it's, you know, don't take it personally, things like that. I think that's such a great idea. I would have loved to have done that as a family activity. Um, and then, you know, maybe you make it on your own time and then you you sit and kind of discuss it as a family. I think that would be really fun. And I think it's also really good for building good communication because so that's much really- of... Oh, go on. I was just going to say, that's a fun one, even for like older kids or for adults. Like now that all of my kids are grown, I'm like, man, that would be really cool because I think as you become an adult, there's, there's possibly nothing more frustrating than your parents or siblings still assigning you the same traits that you had when you were a teenager and they lived with you. And they're like, oh, well, you're always like this or you do that. And you're like, literally, I haven't been like that since I was 16. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, I actually – as so of my – I have a step family as well, but we've been together so long we don't really differentiate between the two. But I am one of the youngest of my biological siblings. And so I feel like they always view me as the little sister. Mm-hmm. even though I'm almost 40, you know? <laughs> and so it's it's just funny to me. I kind of wish, yeah, you can update it, right? You can give yourself a software upgrade. Right. <laughs> you can you can change it every now and then. But I think that's a really, just a really fun idea. And that's something that I think I'd like to see. Again, I think, you know, older kids, or you could even change the format a little bit with younger kids and make it a little bit more accessible um, that way. But uh, yeah, I'll kick it to you, Katie, see if you have one other one. Um, I, I wanted to add a tiny bit onto the reading. Actually, I just remembered something that we did to make reading a little bit more interactive for our younger kids. So when I would read a book, I would, um, I would choose the book and I wouldn't let the kids know what we were doing. And I would actually tape paper over the cover so that they couldn't see the cover. And as I was reading, I would have them, I gave them each a notebook and just a pencil and I would have them draw um, the characters, draw the scenes as I was reading them. And then later we would go back and they would like show me um, what they had drawn. And it was so cool to have them not be influenced by pictures in the book or by the way that the cover looked and to see like what they would come up with as what these interactions in the book or what these characters looked like. It was such a cheap thing to do, but it was so fun for them. And then to compare with each other, you know, it's really a a neat insight into the way that people think because, you know, here we are all the same family, we're reading the same book and the pictures that they came up with were so different from one another. So that one was really cool. But um, we had talked before, and I hope I'm not stealing one of yours, but oh no, family- go ahead because I yeah, you <laughs> family cooking, yeah, yes. fam- cooking together is so awesome. It we, is. It's it's so inexpensive to do some really really cool things. Um, it's messy, but we always cooked and baked with our kids, and you know, from a homeschool perspective, you can teach your kids a lot of math cooking. They learn fractions cooking. They learn weights and measurements. Um, They learn temperature. 
they learn, you know, just there's so much to learn with your hands on in the kitchen. Um, and it's yummy. I mean, we did it all the time with our kids and it was such a mess, but you know, well, I guess now flour is a lot more expensive than it used to be. But back then, (laughs) you know, they could mess around with flour and it wasn't a big problem. And now, you know, one of our daughters actually, that became her profession. She is a baker. And it was because we introduced that idea to the kids and, and kind of let them have their fun with it. And some of them were like, oh, yeah, this is really fun. This was a fun activity. And then they didn't really care about it again. But one of our daughters realized that she really had a passion there. And so she started spending a lot more time in the kitchen. We gave her a lot more freedom to experiment. We always tasted the things that she made and sometimes they were super gross and we gave her really honest feedback and she <laughs> improved. And now she does really, really well with her bakery. And And it's interesting actually how our family culture and our family activities, the things that we choose to spend our time doing as a family, they really can um, form what our kids end up doing and being like, you know, my husband, I said, played the guitar all the time and Um, We have a daughter who ended up picking up the guitar and, you know, she um, spent a lot of time in her teen years playing, you know, some pretty good gigs. She ended up playing with some people who were, you know, kind of celebrities locally and stuff. So, so it is cool how when you spend a lot of time as a family um, and you spend time within your home using resources that you already have, you know, introducing new ideas and new things it's really cool how some of those things become the things that your kids really succeed at and kind of decide to to follow later. No, yeah, no, exactly. I love them. And I've been following your daughter's bread. <laughs> you post pictures oh, of her bread. Yes. I'm I am nowhere near as good as uh, she is. I've I got into bread last year, but I'm I love I could just look at bread all day long. I love it. Uh so I'll do <laughs> one more. Actually, do we need I'll do one more and then, and then we can wrap up. This one might be a little bit for older kids too. Um, well, actually I'll do, I have two more that I, that I really like. Okay. okay I'll gonna, talk less and you more. just get through it. Okay. I'll do Well, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. Okay. So there's a really fun thing I actually did at a bridal shower um, where it was the groom that made PowerPoint presentations of things that he liked, and then somebody else had to deliver it. We had to deliver his PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> That's and I adorable. This could be fun with the family where everybody makes a little presentation about something they love. And you know whose it is. Like, it's not like a secret or anything. Yeah. But then another family member has to go up and present it. And sometimes they might not know anything, right? They only know it's on the presentation. And right. that was not only a get to know you fun thing, but I have never laughed so hard in my life. Well, and um, so, it's also yeah. it's also a great excuse to teach your kids, you know, how to use PowerPoint. Like I'm so big on like your kids learning without them realizing they're learning. <laughs> so, it, no, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So that that was that was really the only one I think we need to hear because we've I could talk about this honestly for like I hours know, because I, I love coming up with fun activities. And again, I think we both have experience with big families, and so we know how important. Being mm-hmm. cost efficient is, right? Because this mm-hmm. life is expensive. But we will wrap it up there. Again, comment. Tell us what you guys do with your families. Um, I would love to hear. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed. And check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.